I thought I was going to graduate college, get a corporate career in finance. I would have kids, put them in daycare, like just like I was raised, you know, and I thought that was pretty normal and standard to do. And that was always the intention. Uh, but then I had a kid. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to let him go. Right. He's so squishy. I can't leave him. <laughs> so so there, there went that plan. Right. Hey, mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success, fame, status and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? Advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning? Maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Successful Mama podcast, where we believe that success looks more than one way, and it's up to you to define it. I am your host, Shannon Carruthers, and I have a really fun guest today. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to meet Dara Varlis. Hey. And she is going to just jump in and, and tell us her story and share some good things. So make sure you've got this, you know, got your headphones in or if you're driving, you know, get ready for a good conversation. Mm -hmm. All right, Miss Dara, why don't you start and just tell us a little more about you and your story? Yeah. So um, I am Dara. I own Capital Cookie Co. here in Madison. And um, I'm a mom to two crazy children. I have Tyler, who's four and a half, who is absolutely feral. And we have Andrew, who's seven and a half and a complete angel. So the second one tricked us into having, or the first one tricked us into having a second. Then, I think that's like the standard story. Right, yes. Because our second is definitely a wild one. Right, yes. For sure. Yes, yes. it's a second, second child thing, right? Yes. And my husband was a second child. I was a second child. And our parents say the same exact thing. It's it, like, no, there's a reason we only had two, right? Uh -huh. I get told all the crazy. time. Exactly. Yes. I get told all the time. My mom's like, you're paying for your raisin. Because... Yes, yes. What does my mom say? Um, you're your children will be my revenge, right? She's getting her payback <laughs> for like all it. of the years of torture all we did to her. All the things you so. did to her. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so two boys. Yes. Um, so I grew up in Southern California. My husband grew up in Northern California. And then we met when we went to college in Boise, Idaho, in okay. Boise State. Um, and I graduated with my bachelor's in finance. Okay. Um, and right as we were graduating college, my husband decided to join the military. Um, so I joined the Marine Corps and he went to training all over and um, we lived in Pensacola for a little bit. He went to Texas for a while. And I spent a couple months in Texas and then we finally got stationed in Quantico, Virginia. Okay. So we were in Quantico for um, almost five years and then he decided to get out of the military. We thought we wanted to go back and raise our kids in Boise, Idaho. It's super family orientated. They put a lot of money in the parks and rec and libraries and things like that. So we thought we wanted to raise the boys in Boise, but um, it was just so different than 
what we remembered, right? Because being young adults with two young kids is completely different than being college kids. Absolutely. Your, your needs and your wants and your desires are completely different. So uh, we moved back there for 10 months and it just was not working out job wise and things like that. So we decided to go ahead and pick back up, move back to Virginia. Oh my goodness, that's yes. a lot of moving. It's a lot of moving, a lot of big cross, cross country moves, right? Um, so we went back and we were in Stafford, Virginia for another three years. Um, and then this past summer, August of 22, we moved here to Madison. I love that. Yeah. Wow. That's, I'm, I think I've said this on another episode, but like we've been in our house for almost eight, nine years now. Mm. And I still feel like I'm not ready to move again. Like, I don't know how you pick it's up and move. It's a lot of it's work, right? so much. But we're a minimalist at this point, right? Right. We, we have very uh, minimal amount of things that we need and that we want. And we we're pick um, generic decor so that we kind of put it anywhere. Yes. But we say we're like modern day um, like gypsies, right? We yeah. just, we're, we, we're nomads because we don't feel like any place is home. Oh, we like haven't that. found a place that we're like, this is where we're meant to be. These are our people. This is our community. We just haven't found it. Not so yet. we just kind of keep picking up and moving somewhere and hope for the best. Well, hopefully you'll find that here. I'm hoping, it's, a right? pretty, it's a pretty <laughs> great place. I feel like I've talked to so many people who have said something similar, like we've right. moved or we've, you know, we've been different right. places, but like once we got here, we felt like we were home. Absolutely. Like this area is such, we're and just in case you're listening from somewhere else, We've got listeners from all over the world. That's so exciting. I, Congratulations. I not, thank oh you. My I could not believe like some, we've had listeners in Singapore and Australia and That's Germany awesome. and Italy. And like, anyway, if you're listening to this from somewhere else, we are in the Huntsville, Alabama area mm-hmm. and Huntsville was voted the number one best place city. In, best city to live in. I just... Part of me like wishes that that wasn't out there. Right. Like, and that's what we always say, right? It's not a good thing to be on those lists. No, I don't want all the draws people more to people. know. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. exactly. Yeah. But uh, one of the things we loved about Boise, like I said, we loved how much money they put in their parks and rec in terms for the younger children. And so Madison has that, right? And Huntsville has that. And the they have the Rocket Center, the botanical gardens, and the parks, and the hiking. And there's so much to do here. It's we knew we needed more for the kids. We needed more opportunities than wasting our lives away sitting on 95 in dead stop traffic. Because gotcha. it was sucking our soul out of us. And we just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. We needed more. Traffic is terrible. It is. And and I love, too, that Huntsville is such a central location because yes. you can hop on the interstate and go, you know, to Nashville or Birmingham right? or Atlanta. Yes. Like, all of it is so close. And there's so many great right. little gems hidden all close in four hours, yeah, right? Yeah, for like, sure. Atlanta's the furthest one at right. four hours, but Nashville and Birmingham are an hour and a half away. Yeah. That's a day trip. You and, know, and it's even, nothing. Exactly. And even other places like Chattanooga or, yes. you know, in between yes. those there's places. There's so much to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So is that what... Like, how did you pick Huntsville? Like, is that something you were like? <laughs> uh, so my husband works in IT. Okay. So um, that kind of narrowed down our options coming from the D.C. area. We kind of had a standard of living we wanted to maintain, obviously, right? Right. Um, so we kind of pulled up a map and we said, where can we move? And we colored out all the states that we really didn't like, you know, where literally a you know, coloring book page that we used of the U.S. So we used a black Sharpie. Tell me you still out. have that. No, that we be, did. Okay. I was like, that would <laughs> be a great it. thing to I have, like, save. There was, I, I, I. Don't know by the end of it if there were any states left. I'm pretty sure we marked Alabama off because why would somebody move to Alabama? That seems crazy. It's such a right? random place. But turns out it's fantastic. <laughs> so thankfully that worked out. But um, we looked at it. And so then with my business, I looked at the loss that would be best for my business. And um, 
since we homeschool, we looked at where the homeschool laws were and we kind of said, okay, here are the handful of places that we would like to entertain. We came down, we visited Huntsville and we really liked it. We were super happy with the offerings that had in the community and the new building um, has all the stores, all of the restaurants, all of the everything that you could possibly need. Um, so it checked off all of the things on our list of what we wanted for the kids yes, for their youth and growing up. Um, so that was super exciting. And a lot of the other places didn't have that along with the career opportunities for my husband. Gotcha. So that all kind of narrowed down together and we said, okay, we could stay in Virginia where we're not happy or we could pick up and try something new and hope for the best. So we have no family or anything That's in Virginia either. So we weren't really losing much by gotcha. leaving, you know. So that was um, kind of just, like I said, we're nomads. So it was easier for us than probably most people just like okay let's pack just up and pick move up and, and move. i think it was like uh, we came down here and visited in september and when we got cold feet we're like no i just don't know you know and so then come i think it was about the end of the following april so it was six months later or so we're like uh maybe okay and then we're like okay let's sell our house and within three months we were closing on a house down here oh my gosh so it's kind of impromptu that's a lot yeah so do you think that your experience, y'all's years mm -hmm. in the military, mm -hmm. how many years was he in the military? Uh, for five. Five. Okay. Yeah, so do you much. think that that time frame of moving and all of that mm -hmm. kind of prepared you for this ability to just pick up and go? Or was that like part of your personality prior to military That's life? a really great question, but I think it was part of our personality before as well. We, we, we like adventures, we like a little bit of chaos in our life, okay. you know, and we like... um we just we're we're more adventurous like that and we don't like things holding us down or feeling tied to something too much so that personality paired with the military showing that you can pick up and move anywhere you want and right. like logistically how to do it paired together you know it worked out that we were able to do it that's with awesome. confidence with confidence <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah because, everything falling apart right yeah because i can't imagine like i said just picking up and moving yes but, but i've heard similarly you know some of the other moms that i've talked to have said you just live slim like yes, you have to, to minimize what you want and what you need yes and then that way it's much easier to just pick up and yep. go and you just kind of prioritize of what's important what's not and that is something is i feel like oh i need more of that in my life and i'm working on that mm -hmm. like i feel like my so much of my life in like learning has right. been spent decluttering yeah whether that's mentally you know getting rid of the stuff that i don't need that I, like the things i've learned over the years yes. that i need to unlearn or in my home the things that i've held on to that i really just don't need and once you have the ability to let go of those things like it's such a freeing it feeling. is absolutely yes but you it, feel relieved right yeah but it's always a work in progress there's always, always. more you can, especially with young kids right because you say the older ones growing out of these things we need to keep it for the younger one or the toy right? <laughs> right? i'm so guilty of this like i'm i'm like ducking my head right? in shape because i have so much of this yes and, and so you know you save the clothes say the, the clothes or the toys for the younger one but then their style is a little bit different or you buy all the new target shirts you know yes. instead of instead of the old target shirts which is why our you have to like let go because yeah. after they're past say size four they're never going to go back to fitting into those mm -hmm. right and at no point are they going backwards okay. i hear you I'm, okay i'm taking <laughs> this in yes that is something that's on my to-do list it's okay it's like narrowing <laughs> down those clothes because we do we've got like bins of each size yes and yeah exactly. my husband and i had that conversation the other day we're like if 
if for some reason we do decide to have another child because mm-hmm. our boys are five and seven, okay. like they're, you know, I like sleep now. Yes. So the idea of going back to that newborn stage is hard. Yeah. Very daunting. Mm-hmm. And so like we still have those things, but it's like, okay. So if we did have another baby at this point, it's going to be a long time, time before they get to those big yes. clothes. So like we really don't need to hold on to yes, all of this. Yes. But it's still really hard to let go of, I think. Absolutely. Because yeah. there's the memories, right? There's a sentimental value to mm-hmm. it. There's, well, what if? Or like this, and these are a great pair of jeans and they still have so much life to them, yeah. you know, especially jeans. I don't know. I hoard kid jeans. Yeah. I really like kid jeans for some yeah. reason. And like, to be honest, neither of my kids really wear jeans because they're like chubby and they have dexterity issues. So they can't button them anyways. Uh-huh. So I'm not quite sure why, but like there's something they're so sentimental. Cute yeah, yeah. It's so cute, uh-huh. right? So tell me, are you are you guys holding on to any more clothes? No, are you thinking, none, no, no, zero. No, they're all gone. My, my husband uh, had to make me save some of the baby blankets and stuff because I have zero interest in having any more children. You're done. Yeah. My husband went and got a vasectomy. Oh when our so youngest you was done. two months old because okay. he was super done with gotcha. we didn't grow up around children okay we didn't we didn't have younger siblings and we never babysat other kids so we didn't know what having an infant or a toddler entailed right we thought it would be easy and fun but it's not it's really hard <laughs> it's so much it's work. so exhausting it's it so and so i did just, you did you have the mentality of like oh i'm just gonna sleep when the baby sleeps and yes, just do, of I'll course. do whatever it's do delusional all, it's very delusional <laughs> yes absolutely but as a new mom like that's just you don't know that how could you know yeah. right so, so how old were you when you had your first i was 20 i think i just turned 23 yeah yeah that's young. i just turned 23 right so um so we graduated college my husband joined the marine corps and it was completely normal to have kids immediately or quickly after getting married but also to have children young and it was just part of life and everyone had babies like, like it, military like, culture yes, like that military was kind of culture. what everybody did yes absolutely and so um it was completely normal to already have one or two kids by the time you're 22 23 24 yeah. so um but one of our things of what we had in common when we got married was we wanted to have kids young okay and we wanted to we wanted to have them super close together because we were each four years apart from our siblings mm-hmm. and we thought that was too big of a gap oh interesting so we wanted so we delusionally wanted to have our children super close together and we thought like oh that would be great no you know problem. turns out it was not <laughs> okay uh, yeah so i ended up having i had andrew right after i turned uh 23 mm-hmm. and uh so we were in virginia and we had zero family our closest family was almost three thousand miles away Right. Yes. Um, like I said, we we're never around children. So we didn't know what to expect. And we thought like, oh, a newborn sleeps all day and all night. But they don't sleep all day and all night. They're up every two hours. Right. And it only gets worse as they get towards that four month sleep regression. Right. So then they're up for two or three hours. But then coming to the end of the three hours, it's like their witching hour when they're sc- oh, yeah. crying and oh, screaming, yeah. you know, I it's just like, oh, well. unfortunately, right? Like, that's a scarring moment yeah. to, to have. So so how did you do with that? Like, did you just adjust or was that yeah. really hard for you? So, um, so it was not an easy adjustment. And I ended up having really bad postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And it was to the point that I was on a bathroom floor 
telling my husband I wanted to die because I couldn't do it. I couldn't, sorry, <laughs> I couldn't um, function with the lack of sleep anymore. I couldn't, you know, I was too anxious to leave the house to go grocery shopping and to do any of the stuff. And then I struggled with executive function order, you know, to, I struggled with executive function. So it was hard for me to do anything. And it was kind of like a state of paralysis where I couldn't leave the house, but I also couldn't not stay home. You know, I, right. it, I was in such a bad place. So, um, so when Andrew was a couple months old, um, I saw somebody on one of the, the like neighborhood pages needed cupcakes for their kid's birthday party. And I was like, Hey, I know how to bake, you know, yeah. like I had baked as a teenager with my mom. I was like, Oh, I can make cupcakes. You know, I probably like did them for free or for like $10 a dozen or something silly, you know, I actually like really liked them. And so somebody from the party asked if I could make more cupcakes. And I'm like, yeah, totally, you know. And it actually turned into a cupcake business. And this was back when they had cupcake shops on every corner, you know. It was like totally – it was all the rage to have cupcakes and fancy cupcakes and all stuff. And um, in D.C. we had Georgetown cupcakes is the big one Uh and stuff like that. So people loved cupcakes and stuff. So – it ended up being a little thing, and every time somebody picked up their cupcakes, and they're like, oh, my goodness, they're so beautiful. Like, my heart, my heart felt a calm, right? Like, it gave me a sense of purpose, and, like, somebody wanted something I made, right? Yeah. So, that's how I got started with my baking. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, right? I meant to get tissues before, <laughs> we, but I didn't. I forgot yeah. them, so. No, it's okay. We got through it. Yes, we did it. Okay. Yeah. So, but tell me a little bit more because that yeah. was that was cupcakes yes and you don't do so, cupcakes now, I, I don't so. do cupcakes i don't do cake how did yeah. you transition from there to cookies so um so i was doing cupcakes and my husband uh, came up with this idea to do a taste test tuesday of cupcakes i feel like i missed out i feel like i should have been in this friendship before now <laughs> right because taste test tuesday yes. sounds like right up yes. my alley so on tuesdays i would bake whatever kind of usually like a seasonal kind of cupcake i would just post on like my business facebook page like oh this is what i'm having and sell them for two bucks a piece and then, like people come to my door i just put them on like a styrofoam plate and hand them cupcakes <laughs> i love it i don't know how like <laughs> nobody said anything about this but it was two bucks for a cupcake right so and then there were uh, at my busiest point, I was selling like 200 cupcakes on a Tuesday. Oh my Right? Just gracious. like random, random cupcakes on plates going out the door. I love how like it's... entrepreneurship is like <laughs> so often these really random ideas that yes, just come absolutely. to. Yeah, and it works out. Somehow works. Yeah. I think it's such a relief, right? So um, one Christmas season, I saw on Facebook some videos of somebody like flooding cookies. And I was like, I could do that. My husband's like, mm, I don't think you can because I am so not artistic. I can't even draw stick figures. Like, they have different size limbs and, you know, triangle dresses. Like, it's That's hard. Bad. I cannot, I'm not artistic. I would never I've guess never that. Been. I've always been very type A mathematical gotcha. type person. I was never artsy or creative, imaginative. That's just not my realm. Um, so I saw on Facebook, I was like, I could do that. And my husband's like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so I tried them and I'm like, the first ones look like, you know, my seven-year-old did them. Right. But I learned a lot. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get it. And then I tried a second one. And like, they weren't half bad. And I already had a lot of the supplies on hand from doing cupcakes and stuff. So it wasn't that big of a deal. So I made some third ones and like, they were good. They were sellable. Right. Yeah. So I still have the picture of my very first 
Yeah, uh, so I was just gonna. Oh, sorry, I'm making hand motions because I was thinking like the wheels are turning in your brain from right. cupcakes to cookies. Anyway, sorry. Right, yeah. So there was nobody else on base that did cookies at the time. So I was like, oh, so I kind of introduced those on my taste test Tuesdays. And I was like, hey, does anyone want to try cookies instead, right? So then people said yes. And so they started ordering cookies as well. And so there's nobody on base that, um, offered cookies but there was nobody in our immediate area that did either so then i was reaching kind of a little bit more of a demographic off base as well for sugar cookies decorated sugar cookies right like who would have thought um so i eventually had so many people asking for cookies that cupcakes came by the wayside you know and so i stopped buying the packaging and stuff for the cupcakes because there's such a demand for the cookies and i continue to learn and i continue to invest in my business a little bit at a time with you know my projector my airbrush machine and things like that so that it could grow and make my job less labor intensive but yield fancier results right, right? and so it just kind of evolved from there so my cupcakes ended up turning into cookies i love it yep that is so fun yeah and by the way, just so you know, her cookies are so good. Oh, you're so sweet. I have had them several times. And every time I'm like, why do I not have more? Like, they are so right. good. Because a lot of the times, like, let's be honest. A lot of the times, decorated cookies. Totally. They look beautiful. Yes. But they do not taste good. Absolutely. But Dara's cookies taste great. Thank so you. go get some. They're really good. <laughs> um, you want to go ahead. We can just go ahead and tell everybody where can they find you for your cookies if they want to order. Yeah. So um, if you're, I, I do not ship. So only in the immediate northern Alabama areas. Um, I do host cookie classes to learn how to decorate cookies. If somebody's into that, I do private classes at, for like parties at people's houses or I host, um, you know, public ones at a local coffee shop. Um, I will be at the Athens Farmer's Market a few times this season. I'm That's going to fun. go through the calendar and pick, you know, like Father's Day weekend, uh, Fourth of July weekend, whatnot. I will be at the Redstone Arsenal's Army Birthday, uh, June 10th, I want to say, Saturday, mm-hmm. June 10th, perhaps. Okay. Um, I'll be at that one. I will be at the Sugar Fest in September 2nd. Oh, you got a calendar. I do, I, I do. And, you know, one of my local cookie friends is actually the one encouraging me. She sends me all the, you That's know, new cool. things popping up and stuff because she she wants to see me succeed, yeah. right? And she wants to help me. And I, I love it. I appreciate That's her amazing. so much. So yeah. she does cookies, too? She does do cookies, but she also does a lot of uh, brownies and bars and other things yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. I love, like... The community of women supporting one another. Yes, What's her name? Go ahead and give her a her shout out. Her name is Nikki. She owns Brown Sugar Baking. Mm. Brown Sugar Baking, Brown Sugar Huntsville. Yeah. And she does uh, the Saturday markets at Low Mill. Awesome. So, yeah. She participates Very in that cool. One, so, yeah. Yeah. I just love like the fact that people. When you find people yes. who are willing to support you and not like cut you, you know, not especially cut you down. when you do similar things, right? Yes. It's not, and oh, thankfully in the cookie community, it's mostly uh, community, not competition, yes, right? Because we all have different people we appeal to, and quite right. honestly, everyone always wants cookies, so there's right. not a shortage of customers and clients by any means. So, um, yeah, but it, it's been nice, and all of the cookiers and bakers here in Northern Alabama have been arms wide open. They've been so kind that. and so generous and very non intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like so it's good. similar in the coaching community mm-hmm. of you know, because I know that there are a lot of coaches that I'm familiar with that Mm -hmm. I'd say, oh, you're a better fit for them. Go see them because, 
you just got to find the people that you appeal yes, to, like absolutely. you said, find your people. Yes. Um, so, yes. well, so we moved from cookies. So let's go back to you had um, your oldest mm-hmm. at the time when you started all of this. Yes. So then when your youngest comes into the picture, what does that yes. transition look like? So um, we moved, we left Quantico and we moved back to Boise, Idaho when I was um 36 weeks pregnant. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not only are you moving everywhere, you're doing it I while like you're pregnant. I like a challenge. Yes. I like chaos. You said you like chaos. Yes, I thrive on chaos, right? Um, yeah, so we moved there and I ended up having Ty in Boise, Idaho. And um, like I said, it just didn't work out job-wise with my husband. And we, we, were, we were surviving. We weren't thriving. Right. And that wasn't good enough for us. And so... Um, we decided to pick back up and move to Virginia, and he was then uh, seven, seven months old. So we moved back across country with a seven-month-old. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So that, that just makes my brain hurt because, like, I think for me, I ended up, like, I knew going into motherhood kind of what to expect. So I feel right. like I had a different take on that mm-hmm. because I knew that there was not going to be a lot of sleep. I'd been around babies a good bit. Okay. Um, and so I feel like I was actually pretty prepared for that transition. <laughs> not it, not fully. I mean, I don't think you can be fully Never. prepared until Never. you actually do it. Yeah. Um, but the, the one to two was so much harder for me. Okay. Um, and there's like a saying that one's one and two's a million. Yes. Like the transition of I can focus all my energy on you to now I have to focus my energy on, on you right. while Absolutely. also maintaining this yeah. other newborn child. And yeah, it was, that mm-hmm. was challenging. Yes. Yeah, so Andrew, my older one is literally an angel. I don't know if you want him or not when you came back. He He's literally a walking angel. And I don't know what I did to deserve such an incredible little human. But he's literally the best thing on the face of the planet. But he um, he adjusted super well to having a little brother. And he was great about, like, I had to say, like, I can't play with you right now. I cannot do that. I cannot take you on a walk because your brother is fussy or your brother needs to eat or something. You just say, okay. And then he'd go play. Oh, my goodness. Or, like, watch TV <laughs> or, play, you know, do whatever he needed to do and stuff. And so, like, that was super weird because it's not usually that easy. But for some reason, Andrew knew I needed the grace and the time and I couldn't do it, you know. And so, yeah. But if any other child probably wouldn't have been that easy. Right, but for some right. reason, Andrew is so good to That's me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Well, and, like... <laughs> I feel like Asher, my oldest, was super helpful and mm-hmm. he's amazing. But I don't know that he understood as much of mommy needs time. Like right. I, I just can't right, right now, you know. And but he did he did really well adjusting too. I think the issue was more mommy adjusting than right. You know, yeah, than right. But um okay, so then you've got all of that. Mm-hmm. You move to Huntsville. Yeah. Or to Madison. Yeah. Right. So we've talked about why, Madison. I did want to hear your take on um, tornadoes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> okay. So we knew we knew that tornadoes were a thing, right? Okay. Like, um, we didn't necessarily expect as many tornadoes as we have had in the last nine months. Okay. So that's been a really big surprise to us. Yeah. Um, and we also intentionally chose where we live because we are told in Harvest and Decatur they have way more tornadoes. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like that's been accurate because <laughs> I feel like our sirens go off a lot in Madison. Oh, yeah. They're going to continue going off <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. So um, that's been a big adjustment. And 
thankfully we haven't seen any like funnels or mm-hmm. anything. And I think it was only maybe about maybe about two months ago we had the the storms that were like 10 30 11 o'clock yep. at night and i remember those that scared the daylights out of me because you can't see anything at night right and you can't hear but our pantry which is like our impromptu, safe room is, yeah, yeah our safe room our pantry Ours is on the other room. side okay yep. yeah so it's on the other side of the house from the kids' bedrooms mm-hmm. so i have to figure out how to wake up and lift, you know, like a 90-pound seven-year-old mm-hmm. and a 60-pound four-year-old in their dead sleep and carry them across the house and make that sh- that call of, when do you wake up the children, uh-huh. right? <laughs> I remember that night very, very well because yeah. we went through the same thing and I was like, okay, do we, do we do it yet? No, no. We just like prepped the yes. laundry room, make yes, the beds yeah. in there, yep. and get everything ready. Yeah. And then. Because you don't want to wake up children at yeah. any point if you don't have to, right? Yes. But at the same time, like you want to make sure everybody's safe. Right. So that was, so at that point I was like, okay, I'm done with this nonsense. I'm not, I can't, I can't deal with that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do not have a shelter in our house and it's something that I was like, if I ever moved to Alabama, that's the first thing I'm yes. buying. But then I'm like, yeah, we don't need it. We're good until the, the sirens go off and then we suddenly need right. it again. So, um, our neighbors actually just got one of the built-in ones dug into their garage, yes, which seen those. I didn't know you could do after you already laid the foundation for your house. So they literally came in and they just dug out this very small part of their garage right by the garage door, dropped, you know, took the took the excavator, scooped out all the dirt under their driveway. <laughs> it just blew my mind. Um, and then they used their thing and they dropped in the shelter. And it's like an eight to ten person one. And we oh. went down and it's like it's big and comfy. It has a bench to sit in. Oh. It has like these folding stairs. Like it's fantastic. That's awesome. So now I think I need a shelter in yeah. my garage. Yeah. But We've talked well, about price. It's like super economically reasonable. They said really? They pay like $7,000 for it. Wow. That's including like digging out the... That's... Yeah, I mean... I had no idea. I thought they were like exponentially more expensive. That surprises me. Because right? I would have thought they were more than that too. But with yes. all the stuff added in, like you said, digging right. all of that out. Yeah. That's interesting. Because we've definitely talked about the possibility of doing that at some right. point. But... Um, good to know. Yeah. So, so I just was curious of your, yeah. your take on tornadoes and like snow, the weather here and lack of snow. So the weather here is almost identical to Northern Virginia okay. in terms of like heat, humidity, uh, snow, so almost exactly the same. Gotcha. I think Virginia, we ended up getting more snowstorms. The ice here totally surprised us. And we had heard that the city would shut down when we got ice, like any ice. So we're like, that's ridiculous. Who shuts down for ice? And then we saw what a mess it was. And we're like, oh, Huntsville shuts down This for is ice. why. We, yeah, we don't have. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. If you're not from here, just so you know, like we we don't get a lot of cold weather. Yeah. Thus, it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to invest, invest in snow plows in, and exactly. de-icing. So we don't have all the equipment that you have in places where there's a lot Absolutely. of snow or ice or things like that. And so we had a storm earlier in winter mm-hmm. this year that was so bad. People got yes. stuck for hours, like overnight. Uh, yeah, a lot of them, like the hours middle, and hours. Just in the middle of roads, they just shut down. Uh, the it roads was terrifying. There. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it um, it. it I think for a lot of people that don't live here, they're like, oh, that's, you know, like you said, that's, that's ridiculous. Yes. But, but when you don't have yes. the things to take care of that, like it makes sense and you've got to keep people Absolutely. safe. So that's how we deal with it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we were super happy to, we had that one crazy freeze, right? Where it was like three or four days of 
20 degree mm. days. That was terrible. That was terrible. Um, otherwise, the weather is almost exactly like Virginia. Gotcha. So we're super happy with like less snow. Um, heat's about the same. Humidity is about the same and stuff. So we've been happy otherwise awesome. it's about what we expected i love that <laughs> yeah i so so tell me a little bit about homeschool because yes i so whenever we did <laughs> when we had the pandemic yeah school shut down yes. and it was like okay do i do virtual homeschool or do i do virtual school right. through the city do i do homeschool which we were starting kindergarten at the time okay yes do not ever ever do virtual kindergarten. kindergarten yeah yeah like like for <laughs> older kids sure you not, can they not can five-year-olds though not man, five-year-olds it crazy. was awful anyway we did not st stick with that very long but i definitely explored the homeschooling mm -hmm. concept a lot during that time frame because i knew that they were going to be home um and for me we ended up doing a renovation like full-blown we did the work all ourselves that's mm -hmm. a whole nother story <laughs> but i realized that i did not have the capacity to do school and to do that and to like Absolutely. have sanity right. and so um but i am curious as to you and how you you know decided to do homeschooling has it always been the plan for you or was it something you kind of moved so into or what it was never the plan okay never ever ever like i thought i my life is so far from what i imagined it was gonna be every day it blows my mind i thought i was going to graduate college get a corporate career in finance i would have kids put them in daycare like just like i was raised you know and i thought that was pretty normal and standard to do and that was always the intention um but then I had a kid. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to let him go, right? He's so squishy. I can't leave him. <laughs> so, so there, there went that plan, right? Um, and I said, okay, well, when he starts preschool, maybe I'll go back to work then and stuff. And it just, it never came the time that I was like, okay, I'm ready to leave this little person, right? Like I made this, I want to keep it. Mm -hmm. um, so COVID hit and we were starting kindergarten as well. So Virginia's cutoff was September 30th and he is September 9th, but um, he was super academically ready. So he would have been four starting kindergarten oh my goodness yeah starting kindergarten turning five within a few weeks of school right. starting and we knew um everyone said don't do it don't do it emotionally you know maturity wise don't do it but he is so academically ready he was starting to read and do all the things you know he could count he could add and subtract and stuff where like he needs more academically than so, uh, so March, March came and our district, our district was a hot mess. And, um, so come August when school was supposed to start, our district has just, had just started, um, going earlier in August rather than after Labor Day, they set the marker in like mid early to mid August of when they were starting as their first year transitioning over. And they said, oh, well, we have no plan. <laughs> in august they have cool. no plan i'm like okay great this sounds fun <laughs> right and at this point we're already in a couple months into covid everyone's getting antsy from being home and stuff and so um i was like well virtual like you said virtual kindergarten is not an option i don't think they got virtual kindergarten going until like september october oh, almost wow. it was a late call and then from that i think they only started going back to i think they started maybe in february or so going back to school like two half days a week it was and so like i just I, anyways and so 
it wasn't an option for him to do virtual kindergarten. I was like, I don't have the capacity. He doesn't have the capacity. And I just didn't find it fair for him, right? So I said, okay, well, what is the other option? And it was to homeschool, right? Because he needed he, he needed to be academically stimulated. So I bought, you know, the reading curriculum and the math curriculum. We're like, okay, these are the bare minimums. And he thrived. He was reading chapter books within two months. Wow. It was all he needed. And he just needed a little bit of nurturing and nourishing why are you crying oh my goodness don't cry you're making me cry um but it's what he needed and he just exploded so um so at the end of that year the end of what would be his kindergarten year and him doing so good and learning so much and being so excited about school Mm. right that's my favorite part he's so excited he's so eager and he's like mom let's do our reading lesson today you know let's go outside and do our nature our nature scavenger okay hold on i've got to stop you right here because like all the moms that are listening to this are like I hate you so much. Because, I know. I because, know. Because uh, like there is that battle. Like any day yes. when we have kids at home, there is that constant battle of like, I don't want to do my schoolwork. I don't want to do these things. Right. I don't want to read. Like reading is not viewed as much as I want to encourage them to read. And we talk about how fun it is. They don't view it as fun. fun and right? so like, <laughs> I find myself very a little like, oh, that's that's great. I'm so excited for you. But like, also, that really is not fair. No. Right. But that's yeah. seriously, that's amazing that yeah. you found that that works for him and that he just because like, I feel like my kids don't listen to me when it comes to things like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I think that's pretty common, right? right for kids right. to listen to someone else more yeah, so than right. mom. Right. But you feel like he he just he was like he totally care. receptive. Like he he did not know any different. I and he's just like yeah, he was super, super down with it. Like he loved it. Wow. And he thrived on it. So uh, so he finished kindergarten and our district basically said, um, well they're gonna start again in the fall. And I think at this time it was like four days a week still not the full time they're still like a couple hours short or something like so they're still not in school full time a year what almost a year and a half after i was like well he did really well like what if we just keep him home one more year right and so sure enough we kept him home and we did first grade and he again thrived and he flourished and so but then we got into this trap right where now he's reading at when he was in first grade, he's reading at a fourth grade level and finishing second grade math. But he's also barely six years old. Yeah. And so now we're like, okay, well, we can't put him in a school because he's so far ahead. He's either going to be bored out of his mind mm-hmm. or he's going to start making trouble because he's so bored, mm-hmm. right? And he's not stimulated enough and he's going to get so left behind and he's going to lose his love of learning. Mm-hmm. And that is so important for kids to love learning and love to gain the information because if they don't like it and they don't enjoy going to school how can we expect them to be receptive of new concepts you know i'm literally like shaking my head the whole time because this is the 100 story of my seven-year-old yes because he is super advanced in math Mm -hmm. more advanced in reading but not as much Mm -hmm. as math but math i mean he has always been so quick and just picked everything up right he is bored out of his mind at school. Yes. And like, it's been really frustrating to him. And I've seen, in fact, I've told my husband, like, I've got to have this conversation of how can we make this better for him? Because Absolutely. I've kind of watched over the last couple of years as he, he's gone through, um, you know, the teachers are doing what they can do, but they have a whole class to Absolutely. deal with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but he needs more attention he needs than more. that. He deserves more. And he's, yes. he's, you know, he's reaching that point of, I don't like school. I don't yeah. because it's boring and I don't learn anything. And, and I can don't. you imagine how hard the rest of his life, but the rest of your life is going to be? I'm not trying to condone your choices by any means. Please don't. Please no, don't no, no, no. You're good. Like but can you imagine what a battle it's going to be? If he's only in second grade, absolutely, he has to make it at least through twelfth grade. Absolutely, you know, ten years ahead of you. So. Well, and and not only that, but it has bled into our kindergartner as well. Oh, because he is also very advanced in math, mm-hmm. very advanced in reading, mm-hmm. um, which are the two areas that they are focusing on. Absolutely, obviously. yes. And so he goes to school and he's bored, mm-hmm. but he hears Big Brother saying. I don't learn anything at school. Yeah. School's no fun. School's the worst, you know. And so then he's repeating all of those things that brother yes. is. Oh. So that's been a really challenging thing as to how change the mindset. How do we deal with that? And Absolutely. yeah, because we're big on mindset at our house and like mm-hmm. trying to shift that. But at the same time, I get it. Like I wouldn't want to go sit and listen to somebody say what's yes. five plus five when I'm ready for yes. you know higher levels. Of, right? Yeah, and, and I mean that's a, a lot of people don't make it through college because you have to sit through your first two years of classes that don't matter to you mm-hmm. that you don't care. Art history, like that is not something that I'm going to use in my life for that I care about. Right. But you still have to take it, right. you know. And it's like you sit there, but can you imagine a little person with a ten minute attention span? Yep. You know, like, I know. I just, so, so anyway, I can, I can totally understand yes. why you felt like that was a, a, the right yeah. choice to keep going in that direction, mm-hmm. even though it's not what you saw initially. Yeah, right. So um, I never, I never imagined that we would be finishing our third year now of homeschooling. It was never part of the plan. Um, but Andrew has now hit that point where maturity wise, he's not there. He is not ready emotionally. He is not ready for third grade by any means. And we realize that we see that we see the error of our ways and not listening to all the people saying to hold him back, right? We get it. But academic, he's finishing his third grade math he's reading sixth grade level books like what am i supposed to do right right like i and he wants more he wants so you were saying that reading is a battle right uh we go to the library once or twice a week and we pick out 15 20 books and we Mm -hmm. go home and he'll sit there and read for six hours like i can't pull him away from his reading to do things you know that's so good and it's such a blessing right but it's things he wants to do and it's books he wants to read. Right. So it's fun for him. Yes. So I can't, um, he does go to like a little hybrid program that we have here in town where I can send all of his homeschool stuff with him. And then he gets to take enrichment classes while he's there. So that helps give me a break. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, I love my Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> um, it gives me a break and it allows me to focus on my business and take care of all the, the business end of things that I need to take care of and stuff. Um, but I, I can't imagine that um, a school classroom setting is ever going to fit his needs yeah. at this rate. And we're seeing with my four-year-old who's trying to read now and he's, you know, counting and subtracting from 10 and stuff. I'm like, great, here we go again. You right. know, it's going to be impossible. But like you said, the younger one learns from the older one mannerisms and things like that. And it's hard to break those once you've already created one little yeah, human exactly. like that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and mm-hmm. so tell me, just any advice that you have for moms, because you have your boys full time mm-hmm. with yep. the exception of that little break there. Yeah. And, you know, um, we've got summer coming up. Mm-hmm. Kids are coming home and yeah. mm-hmm. some moms are 
pulling their hair out, like wondering how they're going to survive the summer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What am I going to do with these kids all summer long? How do you keep your sanity with them home? Like what is, do you have like a really good routine or like what, what advice do you have for moms that are getting ready for that transition? So mm, I put some thought into this one. Uh, mindset. You need to change your mindset. It's not like, oh, my kids are home five days a week. This is terrible. It's like, oh, I get another summer with them. I get to take them. And how can we make the most memories? How can we make the most of their time? How can we rediscover their love of nature or sports or learning or hiking? Or what can I do to connect with them and make these memories and make the most of our time together? Because what is the saying? You only get 18 summers. You only get Mm-mm, eighteen. Don't talk about this. <laughs> you only get 18, 18 summers to make these memories, right? And yeah. it's like the first for you, the for your oldest, the first seven are gone. Stop. You're you down. Stop to, it right you're now. You're down to eleven <laughs> summers, and I know that's like eleven summers. That sounds terrible. Eleven years, you know. But it's these are the time to make the memories and connect with them. And if you feel like your relationship isn't very strong, or you guys are um, constantly kind of like bickering at each other and stuff, it's like create a routine, create something that works for you. So if that looks like your kids sleeping in on those days, you know maybe their body is telling them and encourage them to listen to their body and you sleep all they need you know when you wake up start your day by going for a walk before it gets you know here in the south too hot and humid outside right um start your day with coloring or play-doh or building or making breakfast together five and seven year olds totally capable of making their own breakfast and that could be like eggs it could be pancakes it could be a box of muffin mix you know it's so um, and then look at every opportunity as like a learning opportunity so like my seven-year-old helps me meal plan for the week, right? So we think of our different things. We look up recipes. So he's practicing his computer skills by Googling. He's doing his reading skills by reading the ingredients, practicing measurements. Um, Then to practice his handwriting, he makes our grocery list for us. Then we go to the grocery store. He pushes the cart. So he gets his, you know, his um, sensory output in by pushing something against something for an hour. And basically he does all our grocery shopping for us. I just follow him around the grocery store. Yeah. The lady at Publix know him because he he orders his own sandwiches and stuff. Well, you know, it, it's fantastic. That's amazing. Um, I love that. But every they're they're capable. They are so capable. My four-year-old is capable of helping with the grocery shopping and stuff. And instead of seeing them as like, oh, now I have to take my kids everywhere with me. It's like, how can we do this together? Yes. So instead of working against them, work with them, mm-hmm. right? And kids want to feel needed and loved and appreciated. So you're like, hey, I really need your help with this. They're going to be all over that, you know? And it's just changing your mindset and changing their mindset a little bit yes. to both appreciate each other a little bit more such good Uh. advice y'all just go and like (laughs) rewind and listen to that again because that was like golden no i absolutely um that's it we're done podcast is over (laughs) (laughs) um seriously though like that i totally agree and i think your mindset around all of it is so important And just shifting those words, too, from like have to to get to. Yes. I get to have this opportunity with them. I get to have this time with mm-hmm. them. One of these 18 summers. Right. Um, and just reframing that. I think that's such good advice. Um, with that, I, I want to move into the big question of the podcast, yeah. which is. Oh, 
You know, you know what it is. What? What does success mean to you? Okay, what do you so think? I've thought about this for weeks, literally weeks I've put into this and I have no answer for you. I have no idea. Um, when I, when I think about what, what success is, I don't know because I don't have a specific goal in mind. I don't have this, like, I don't say, you know, oh, once I homeschool my kids through graduation, I'm done. That's not it for me. And it's not like, oh, if I make X amount of money a year, I'm done. That's not, it doesn't do it for me either. I'm very task orientated. So it's like, I do this. I feel really excited and accomplished, but I'm like, okay, what's next? You know, what's next on my list for the day and stuff. And I mark those off and I'm always looking for the next thing. So um, I think the most success and the most pride I have now is raising good humans. Like, making good little people who are respectful and kind and know boundaries and respect and love the world and love each other and love other kids. And, you know, they, they don't have, um, bullying tendencies, if you will, but they're just kind and they're good people and they want to help the world and they want to help people. And that's like, that gives me the most happiness for sure. Good humans. I love that. Yeah. I think that that is, definitely success um and i mean ultimately the goal with them is not that they're the best at you know math or the best in their career or the best in it's it's that they're kind to other people they're kind and they're good humans right they make good choices like that's the only thing i care about that's what matters the most for sure Oh, that's so good. Okay. I just love you. I love like all your answers. I want to be like your best friend now. Um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I want to ask you a few quick, quick questions. My rapid fire questions before we go. Um, Number one, what is your coffee order? Mm, depends where we go depends what the weather is outside okay. right yeah, i can i can relate okay. to that um do, when during the summer when it's warm it's a black iced americano mm. yeah okay black like missile i like it. <laughs> i like no. it no um and then during during the winter it's something warm with oat milk and probably like a white mocha i like a white mocha yeah. too that's good okay I can I can do that. Yeah. I love trying all different kinds, but those mm. those both sound great to me. Okay, number two on a scale of one to ten, how clean does your house stay on average? Two, two, maybe a one. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody asked this on a local mom's page, and it's like, oh, like what are your daily cleaning habits to make sure your house is always clean? And I was like, you just don't like you don't <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, do your best, right? Do your best some days that includes like not doing dishes that day because you're you do things all day long, you run around, then you have soccer practice, then you make dinner, and then it's 8 30 at night and you want to go to bed or you just want to sit there. And so do your best and give yourself grace because like at the end of the day, who cares if you have a clean house? Like you, nobody yeah. else. Your kids don't care. Your spouse probably doesn't care. <laughs> you are the only one it matters to. Yeah. So so do what you can and just give yourself grace. But I love for it. sure like a two. <laughs> do your best. I love it. All right. Number three. Mm-hmm. A book or show you have recently loved. Mm, we've been re-watching Prison Break. Okay. On Netflix. I My husband that. and I are into good. that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, we're on season three, so it's kind of redundant at How this How many point. seasons are there? Three. 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 Okay. I think we're at three gotcha. or four, maybe. I don't know. It's redundant. It's dead, but you know. Um, 
we were super into shows like that. I've been watching Switched at Birth. Okay. Which is from when we were younger. And yeah. I never watched that. I never so, watched it either, um, but it's very interesting. Yeah. I've seen like the commercials and yeah. stuff. So while I'm doing my cookies, I like to just like turn it on and on Hulu. And so I don't have to pay much attention to it, but it's still there. So I have something to listen to. Yes. Um, yeah. But and then like I'm super into audiobooks too. And I just like I'll go through the list of whatever's available. And I'll just click one and start listening to it. It's super awesome. fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Audiobooks are like my favorite thing yeah. for sure. Podcasts and audiobooks. I constantly have them playing like mm-hmm. all the time. Um, okay, number four. What is the most random item you have in your purse? Nothing. nothing. There's nothing. Maybe a receipt, but that's not random. Wow. Minimalism. That's amazing. Wallet, phone, keys. That's it. Chipstick. Maybe a pen. Minimalism. Can you? Okay. I'm sorry. You do you need to. We're going to have lessons. Yes. I like, mean, I'm, I don't know that I believe this because I feel like. I mean, I know that there are moms that are like organized and have like not a lot of stuff, but my purse is, unless I have just cleaned it out, it's a total disaster. Oh, no. You never I, know what's going to end I'm up I'm loving there. these years of not having a diaper bag and not carrying extra yes. junk in it. Yes. Like, I am so happy to just have a wallet and keys. I, I'm with that. <laughs> I, I can I can appreciate that, too, because, yeah, it's nice. Although, I do love the extra room. Because, like, if you're already carrying a diaper bag and you have to carry something else, you know you got space for it. Whereas if I've got yes. my little purse and I need to carry something else, then I've got to go get an extra bag. And But then... if you need an extra bag, you don't need to take that item. It depends. Minimalism. Well, like, I had to come to the <laughs> podcast and I had to bring the microphone from my house and okay, also so... this and also that. So, like, I had to have those things and I couldn't drop them in my bag because yes. it was too little. You say, you know. But still minimalism. I get that. You can have that one. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that, give you I that one. I'll on that one. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Dara, for coming and just sharing your story. Absolutely. Really, I loved this episode. I loved some of the things that you shared. I can't wait to go back. And I'm going to listen to it a thousand times myself <laughs> as I'm editing and all of that. And I know that I'm going to pick up some good stuff again that I've even missed in this conversation. So thank you. Thank you guys you. have a wonderful week. And we will see you next time on the Successful Mama Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all of the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.